Welcome to the Power of Progress podcast, where we talk about mindset, motion, and momentum. We get you from thinking to doing, turning your thoughts into actions. Let's break through your barriers so you can achieve your goals. I am your host, Scott Friedman, and let's get started. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Power of Progress podcast. Big announcement coming up. I have a first ever co-hosted episode where the Power of Progress meets wits and weights. The host, Philip Pape, and I are going to hammer away at all things weight loss, how to push through plateaus, why you're not losing weight, the, the, the nooks and crannies of everything with weight loss. So tune into that amazing episode. More details to come on exactly what's going to happen, but be prepared. It is being released on February 27th. It's going to hammer at some amazing questions with one of the absolute best in the industry. No, not me, him. So join for that episode. I would love to hear any feedback you have. So that's coming up on February 27th, 2024, first ever co-hosted, where you get just this amazing impact of two experts in the field. All right. So that being said, let's dive into today's topic, and that is sleep or lack thereof sleep can drastically affect your weight loss goals. So let's say your goal is to lose weight, which in this example, and and on the co-hosted podcast, we will be talking about weight versus fat. We're going to be, you know, I'm using weight as a catch-all term here, okay? But you'll see why that's important. We're trying to lose weight and you're eating properly, you're feeling good, you're working out, you're in a caloric deficit, you're doing all the right things you're supposed to be doing, yet you are not seeing the results you want to see. Why? Well, one of the reasons or one of the levers that we can pull and try and figure out, is this something that's causing the issue is sleep. So what does that mean? Why would bad sleep or lack of sleep affect you negatively? Well, the consequences of getting inadequate amounts of sleep is number one, you're probably going to be more irritable, right? You ever have a bad night of sleep and you just wake up like this sucks, whatever, you're just mad all the time, right? Affects your mood. It will affect your hunger. You're going to eat more because your body isn't regulated properly because it did not recover fully the night before. It's going to inhibit weight loss because it's probably going to conserve energy throughout the day because it's just not regulated properly. And you are also going to reduce energy expenditure, which if you are reducing energy expenditure, basically slowing down your metabolism, you're not going to burn as many calories, bang, harder to lose weight. So you might be in a caloric deficit for your normal day, but if you lose sleep, that caloric deficit actually shrinks because your your baseline gets lower than what it normally is at. So there's a handful of reasons why sleep is super, super important. We all know sleep's important. We all know that, but we don't really think about it as a detriment to us trying to lose weight. I want to really bring it to the forefront. Now, I'm not saying one bad night of sleep is so bad. It, It happens, right? We all have it. But it's this consistent and habitual routine of not getting good sleep or getting no sleep at all that could have lasting uh, impacts on us if you're not seeing the results you want to see and you feel like or we look at all the numbers and like, wow, yeah, you're doing everything right. What's going on? We could identify sleep as as a factor. Uh, if everything else is looking pretty good. So sleep is something we can identify as something that's going to hold you back. So what are some things that are impacting your sleep negatively that you might not know about? All right. So let's start. Number one, eating before bed. If you're eating right before bed, it really is just kind of activating everything on the inside. And it just, it, very difficult to get a good night's sleep because your body's kind of awake processing everything. I'd recommend 
don't eat an hour and a half to two hours prior to going to bed. That way, everything's kind of being digested and you're not, it's not working as hard. Therefore, and you're just, it feels like whenever I eat too close to bed personally, I get nightmares and I don't sleep well. And a lot of studies out there do show, you know, at least an hour before bed, don't eat. It has to do with digestive and hormones and all those other things we won't get into. The idea is if you are eating too close to bed and you're getting bad sleep, it may be try dialing that back and eating an hour and a half away versus 30 minutes away. See if that helps like trial and error, right? Maybe that's something that affects you. Does it affect everyone? Probably not, but it could affect you. And if you're having an issue, try it out. So that's number one is eating soon, uh, eating before you go to bed. But uh, what am I trying to say? Eating prior to bed, but no earlier than an hour and a half or two hours prior to bed, right? Or no later than an hour and a half to two hours prior to bed. Number two is some sort of stimulus before bed, whether it's an argument, which sometimes you can't avoid, or something just gets you going, gets your heart rate going, like a an intense movie, or you're playing an intense game, whatever it is, just getting your heart rate going in that way probably isn't great for things happening is mostly because your mind is activating. When you're going to bed, you want your mind to be shutting down. You want it to slow down. So you don't want activities that get your mind racing. Okay? I'm not saying you shouldn't be active before bed, like working out. That's a little bit different. It's not really your mind. That's your body. And I feel like that's a little bit different from your a mental perspective. You want to slow things down. So if there's something that's getting you thinking, like you, you look at an email, you know, 30 minutes before bed. Now you're mad and having an argument with yourself over this stupid email that someone sent to you. Like that's going to obviously cause issues to sleep well. So that's number two. Number three, um, light in general, a lighted room is not great. You start to uh, have your hormones kind of create melatonin for you to go. Everyone's turning melatonin. And as you go to bed, the melatonin increases. And with the light, the issue is that it kind of tricks your body a little bit to think that, oh, we don't need all this melatonin. So it'll actually decrease production. And therefore, it might hurt, inhibit your ability to get a good night's sleep. So again, 30, 40 minutes before bed, you're going to want to be in a darker room, not saying pitch black or anything, just lower the lights a little bit. If you can, that could help because it, it might, it'll show your body that you are winding down for the night. Okay. So that's, uh, it's a little tricky because I know people live in houses with kids and all this stuff, but it is something you could try and do. I mean, I, I've heard, literally have heard this. I, I don't do this personally, but I've heard people will wear sunglasses closer to bed so that they don't have as much light exposure. Again, I'm not that crazy with it. I also have good sleep, so I don't worry about it. Light isn't something that affects me, but it could affect you if the other ones are failing. So it could be something to consider as you get closer, as, you know, maybe dim some lights if you can, or turn off certain lights so it's not as light. There isn't much exposure in the room. Close the blinds, whatever it is, which should, should be dark out anyway. So that's Okay. The next one is actually specifically blue light. So number four is blue light. That's computer screens, TVs, phones. Blue light, similar to light, just it's a big catalyst for you. It's very hard to go to sleep with it. So I recommend using like dark mode or uh, a blue light. I use blue light glasses when I'm watching TV late at night so that I'm not getting that blue light just shoved into my face. It just keeps you active. And like it just tells your brain, I'm active, I'm active, I'm active. And that's what keeps us kind of scrolling through social media all night. So again, if you're like, you know, stuck to your phone 30, 40, 50 minutes before bed, that might be causing it. So maybe put on some blue light glasses or something. And that could, again, could help you get better sleep. And the last one is 
too much activity. Now, I said working out prior to bed is okay. I I think that's fine. It's when you overdo it. When you reach an activity threshold, it creates a lot of stress in the body. So if you like overdo it on a specific day, and it can be at any point in the day, uh, especially at night, if you just overdo it, it could cause your body to have a negative reaction. And therefore, you might have a a rough night of sleep. So I would be careful. This isn't a night thing. This is a general kind of concept. If you just really overdo training or like you just absolutely hammer a workout and it's like way too much for your body to handle the body kind of gets i want to use the word shock because that's a medical term but it kind of gets uncomfortable and it's like whoa whoa what's going on here and it kind of just has a negative effect on you generally so those are five different things that we can look at that say okay are we doing any of these things and could any of these really be causing it? And maybe we're doing two or three of them. Let's see if we get rid of one of them. Does that help get rid of another one? Does that help us? And we can kind of identify, okay, what is causing some of these issues that are not helping uh, that are hindering our ability to get good sleep. All right. So I wanted to kind of throw out those five things for better sleep to see if any of those resonate with you to see if, you know, maybe, Hey, Oh, I didn't think about that one. I didn't realize I shouldn't eat so slow to bed, like any of these tips. So hopefully it helped. I know I rounded a lot back and forth going great. Don't forget co-hosted episode coming out February 27th. Also, if you're someone who wants to work on these habits and wants to get going on their journey, get on my calendar, myprogresscall.com. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day. And of course, as always, I will talk to you on the next one. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like today's show, do me a favor and hit the follow or subscribe button and leave a five-star review so more people like yourself can start building momentum towards their goals. Also, if you are interested in my 10 minutes to take off method, where I teach you to master your first 10 minutes and soar to victory, then book a call on my calendar at myprogresscall.com. My progresscall.com. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next time.